Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Subjective and malleable. If you can dream a better world, you can make a better world. In the material world, in the psychic world, in the spiritual world, there is nothing you can catch hold of and hang on to for safety. Nothing. The universe is a mass of obvious intelligence. It is the most supreme example of a wisdom beyond comprehension by man. The universe is a tremendous living organism which in spite of anything we believe or do not believe is always right. Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. Because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roop, here with co-host Anthony Tyler. It's Open Lines Friday night, October the 22nd on into the 23rd. Uh, We got some stuff to talk about. The lines are open, and you can call in at 1-800-588-0335. 
We're going to get deep. We're getting so close to Halloween. Alex Exum's Halloween special. We're going to do some Halloween-y stuff, too, but you guys don't want to miss that for sure. It's an hour-long, badass special that has... It's going to keep you on the edge of your seat. Like, this Alex Exum is doing it right. If you're a radio lover and you like audio and cinema... Well, I don't even know. What what would you call that, Anthony? You know, back in the day when they they would do the old stories and radio or scary stories and stuff like that. Just features. Features. That's what it is, I would think. Yeah. I think that would be the best thing to call it, honestly. Alex is, you know, I would love to have this on the Fringe FM 24-7 or have a, that's what we're kind of looking for, shows like that to do stories and features and things. But, um Alex does such a good job with it. It's you can't not sell it. So, but he's made the tickets only for five dollars to go to, and that's only because he puts so much freaking work. He hires actors. They all go to a venue. They do the script writing is intense. It's a lot of freaking work, but it's awesome. I mean, if you if you think you're going to have a boring Halloween, and you're going to be by yourself then you need to go to mannerofdeath.com and get a ticket. Um, you can go to friends.fm and go to events and click on it, and there are links there to, to get tickets. Uh, it's sold at Eventbrite. Uh, we, might air, um, we might air his older ones, maybe one or two. I don't know. I'm trying to talk him into it, uh, like some of the ones that he did last year or the year before. We might air those uh, just so you can really... I told him, I said, dude, if you play uh, the ones you did last year, like Scary Mary or um, the interview with the Sasquatch, that was one of my favorite, where he interviews a Sasquatch. And then, well, I can't tell you the ending, but um, it's, it's amazing, right? Uh, it's pure entertainment. And I told him, I said, if you play a couple of these, people are going to want to hear the new one so freaking bad that they'll get last-minute tickets. Uh, and I hope... Every one of you guys that are listening gets tickets to that. Five bucks, that's it. Halloween night, spend an hour with Alex Exum and uh, hang out with us all day at the Friends, too. We're going to be doing some stuff. I might, if I get lucky, I might be in Miami. I'd be honest with you, I'd rather go to Day of the Dead Mouse. Like, how could I miss that? <laughs> I tried to get Anthony. I said, dude, Dead Mouse is doing a massive rave event on Halloween weekend in South Florida. Yeah, and then my car's transmission went shot. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> well, maybe we can take White Thunder down there. I don't know. Um, I want. I wish all of you guys would move to Florida. I have just everybody that is looking for a new place to live. If you think the apocalypse is coming, um, which it might be with the vaccine or whatever, you all just need to come to Florida. <laughs> come on, you know? <laughs> come on. Everybody come to Florida. <laughs> you crazy, man. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Happy uh, Halloween season. I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, Hunter's Moon energy out there lately. Yeah. It was bright. It was oh, very bright. Let me, look, I got I to gotta say this, too, until the event, until we sell all the tickets. Um, contact at the cabin, the Magic Edition. The tickets are selling. I will be presenting there. I'm going back to Arizona, February the 10th through the 13th. Me, Brandon Powell and Owen Hunt. We're going to do, I'm going to be presenting some stuff on magic. 
I'm not sure what Owen. I need to call, get in touch with him and see what he's going to be presenting. I know Brandon Powell's going to put us all in some cold water, and we're going to do some Wim Hof stuff, and then we're going to hang out and party at these cabins, and we're going to have fun, and it's going to be intimate. And there's only like I think there's only like 16 tickets left. I think. I think. Yeah. So, and there's going to be some other people there besides the Grow America crew, besides our crew. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I'm. I don't want to speak. Uh, out of hand here but i'm pretty sure there's going to be some other podcast hosts there that everybody knows that's going to be there too which i'm nervous about man like some of these people that are going to be there i've been listening to their podcast forever and i look up to them and i'm going to do a presentation in front of them like i don't know man that's pretty nerve-wracking you know Uh, well yeah naturally but that's also a step up congratulations well thank you you so yeah for real make yeah (laughs) Make sure you guys go to um, grimerica.ca or contact. I think it's contact at the cabin.ca too is the website. There's so many ways you can sign up to. You can go to lightingthevoid.com and uh, you can go to events. And I have links there to sign up to. There's the camping spots are all sold out, but there are rooms you can get. I think there's like a private rooms, bunks. It just depends on what you want to pay for. And uh, they're going to serve you food. And we're going to hopefully, like, hang out. Hopefully hang out. and I hope we all just hang out and eat a bunch of mushrooms. I'm just going to say it. That'd be fun. Right? <laughs> sounds exotic. Right on. You can do some presentations. And, so, and also, if you come to Florida, and the people are already starting to do this, but if you live in Florida, please come by and visit me. I'm sick and tired of being alone like i'm alone i talk to you guys on the radio all the time but i want to start meeting you you know so please come by hang out even if it's for a few hours or whatever just don't send any bombs or anthrax dude look everybody i meet (laughs) everybody i meet is just like us man they are just like us seriously yeah i'm sure yeah uh, every average listener is pretty awesome but yeah yeah don't I'll, i don't dox yourself joe though joe don't, what do you mean doc? What, what do you mean you never heard that term before like put my address number and all that stuff out there is that what you're yeah talking? like all of it up there yeah well, well, dude if somebody shows up here that's weird i'm just gonna throw them out right like i can handle myself i think uh you know i i don't i don't have a popularity level that's <laughs> Even like even close to the the smallest YouTube star, so I think the the most that's going to happen by me, you know, saying hey, come by and hang out if you're in Florida is meet a normal amount of people. I think just make we all need to. My point Probably. is, I'm just saying, <laughs> never be too careful. My my point is is whatever's coming then this with this COVID thing, I feel like Florida's the dead zone. It's like. Uh, either that or Texas, but Florida's the last place for the mice to run and figure something out, right? So, uh, one of the places, absolutely, yeah. And you can, and it's better here, it's just better. Come back me up, dude. You know that, like you were in, yeah. you were in Alaska, yeah. Come before on, that, I or before this, I was in, um, I, in around the San Francisco area, and that was a train wreck um the whole west coast is kind of a train wreck right now honestly so yeah <clears throat> yeah the policies are way better in here in florida i will say it's humid as uh all hell 
so humid. I'm getting used to that still. But the beaches are one of a kind. You know, you got the sugar sand and the clear blue water. So you can't really beat that, honestly. I just would um, like for us to, I think we should do an event where we all freaking hang out. And I was talking to Laura about this earlier. It's like everybody talks about the same thing. You all sound the same. I was telling her, too. I was like, look, if you and Amanda and uh, Jim and a couple of these people that I know live in Florida, Anthony, if we all just like hung out, we would all be like best buddies. Yeah, I know we would form a cult because we all talk about. I swear, <laughs> well, we could, we could form a cult. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Grimerica does events, right? And then, um, who's the other show I listen to that does these get-togethers? Um, no agenda. They have get-togethers. Like if people from all these towns get together that listen to the show and hang out and stuff. Well, so. yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different ways to do that as well, man. Like you, you, you're kind of starting to get into like uh, live show territory, you know, like you could do like, like an yeah. actual publicly attended uh, light in the void live broadcast. You can start doing. Yeah. Stuff that's like a that, good idea. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and then there's uh you could also do that. I mean, which is what you're doing right now, but um, do it in more of like a, like a group meeting type thing. Um, you could have like me, you know, we could, you could have like group, like void Walker meetups. Um, you could do that digitally in different ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that is a fun opportunity and something that uh, has a lot of potential, uh, trying to get the community together in some, in some more ways. Cause I mean, there's definitely a community out there. We appreciate y'all listening. And, um, um, yeah, I, well, you it, know how I feel some, about void walkers, dude. I miss them. I like, if I, yeah. I, I, I have, um, for the longest time, I, I would just talk to like one or two people all the time, like Rohan or um, you or uh, Amanda. And when, dude, I've been alone for so long, bro. You and I talked to you about this, right? You get to the mm-hmm. point where when you finally do have like a real connection with somebody, you uh, you miss it. You long for it. You know, I think we need to get out of this COVID thing um, while we can and just like hang out as much as freaking possible, man. As much as possible. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, standard. You're thinking, dude. I got work. Like, I got, I got all kinds of stuff I'm gonna do. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, it's good to, you know, I feel like I don't want my grandparents to get the flu, and I don't want them to get COVID either. Like, just generally speaking, relatively speaking. But, I mean, I, I don't think this stuff is really going away. You know, it's going to be a facet of life more than likely, just like the flu, and. uh yeah, I mean, so there's a standard level of precaution that I understand, like with any sort of sickness, like, you know, cold season, you want to take extra vitamin C. We're going to have to incorporate those kinds of things 
into our lives that kind of remedy oh, and alleviate COVID. And that's just what it is. We can't keep everything shut down is my overall point, you know? So I'm a, like, and see, I'm like an old school, like white trashy type redneck. Honestly, I can, I look, I can make myself look like James Bond for sure. But <laughs> the truth is I'm, I'm a, a old trashy kind of hothead redneck kind of guy that's growing into an older trying to grow into an older more calmer gentleman trying to mm-hmm. but um i don't go out and like take precautions most of the time i don't wash my hands enough just to be honest with you i really don't but my nails look fabulous <laughs> Come on, no look, uh. seriously dude my nails look fabulous they look fabulous but i don't <laughs> i don't wash my hands all the time like people say wash your hands after you eat wash your hands after you take a leak, wash your hands after you do this. Like, if I get dirty... You wash your hands after you take a leak, Joe. Why? Why? I do you not wash you yourself? Of do you wash yourself? Your hands. What? Okay, so what? What, I'm, what my point is... We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm just going to get my point out here. We'll pass this up for a second, right? So, my point is, is like if you touch your knee, there's germs and bacteria and all kinds of stuff, whatever. It's there. You can touch a keyboard. It's there. Now, if you take a leak... We're talking about a place that's covered up by several articles of clothing that should be washed on a daily basis anyways. So what's the difference between touching a key? I mean, if you piss on yourself, that's different, of course. You know? Uh, all right. Well, You're going to tell me you've never took a leak and before. never washed your hands before? <clears throat> never. No, I mean, if, if, if we're going to be real, I think th- that your logic is sound, but and probably more than where your hands, like, is it like, you know, touching yourself to piss or whatever? It's probably going to be dirtier on the, uh, it's probably going to be dirtier on the doorknob or the, uh, the light switch than anything. So you should right. probably wash your hands either way. So here's the thing. Yeah. You should wash your hands. I'm just saying like, I'm a redneck guy. Sometimes I forget to wash my hands. No big deal. But if you looked at my nails, you would never know the difference. And I looked at a guy's, someone please get Joe a ribbon. for his I, <laughs> I looked at a guy's nails today. Right. And I was like, they were so funky looking. And I never noticed them before. But they were so funky looking. They had dirt rings around each nail. You know, That's a sign of a worker, man. I know it's a worker. I've worked with my hands before, bro. I know, okay? (laughs) I know what it does. But I can't stand dirt in my nails. No. I can't. And Thank God you don't have any, huh? Yeah, thank God, dude. Dude, I built a whole business with my hands when, when I was in my 20s, so... I, I, dude, I would have like paint thinner and all kinds of like paint uh, chips I don't and dust. You, man. you grew up head. in Arkansas. You've probably done all sorts of trade work. Car grease. But if I, I will not stop until my nails are clean. I can't stand it for some reason. I don't know why the hell I'm talking about this, but it's fun. You know? Yeah. So, anyways, I really thought about my nails that much. Uh, come to the event. If you're in <laughs> Florida. If you're in Florida, like, hit me up on Messenger. I'll tell you how to get here and come hang out. I've got a pull-out couch. You can crash on it. Just, you know, this you can't live here, but just come, like, hang out. We'll hang out on the beach. We'll ride scooters. We'll surf. We'll chase little crabs around on the beach at night. Good Lord, you're offering people a, a brief vacation. That's a, it's quite a get there. You, you know yeah, why? That's awesome. Because these why? people got me here. That's why. That's fair. That's pretty chill. They got me here. So, um, 
and 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 it's not extravagant to do dude it's a little studio apartment like it's i know it's, it's, it's not like but it's people, still it's very generous i think people imagine like i've had people already hate on me you can tell they're hating a little bit but they're still being nice the i'm hating on you but i'm smiling kind of because they think that you live in a beach house on the beach like magnum pi or something like that but if you actually got here you'd say oh this is a little slummy kind of sort of yeah i can see the inside of joe's place it's it's not modest it's 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 quaint yeah it's clean and nice but it's not a fancy beach house no i couldn't afford a a fancy beach house right now no no me neither hell no but we will next year i promised you i promised anthony next year we'd both be in the keys and doing more cocaine than anybody's ever done before in their entire life that's how rich we'd be by next year yeah yeah great i look forward to it (laughs) don't you you love it when people sell you a dream and it does make you feel good for a minute though right yeah but the truth you have to have goals and ideals yeah it's important to dream right well well yeah and i also think that if you shoot high if you aim high you can fail but if you fail you might still accomplish something good if you aim small uh, then you're going to be disappointed all the time if you aim big then you could be like well at least i ended up on the beach maybe it's not in a mansion on the keys but it's in a beach you see what i mean you see what i mean yeah that's an important thing to always remember failure is a bit of perspective you know just because you don't reach the goal you were intending doesn't mean that you didn't make progress or uh complete some interesting side quests you know I called Anthony um, one day. I've been day. thinking about. I said, uh, Anthony, I'm so lonely. About, He's yeah. like, dude, I I've feel been feeling you. it too. I feel you. See it. <laughs> right. And it's, um, you know, so I was talking to you about the moons, right? Speaking of the Aries moon is the hunter's moon. The, this new moon that came up, the hunter's blood moon. And you what? have your book is out. The hunter's manual. Ready for Hunt it. manual. Hunt Same manual. difference. Tell us yeah, yeah. what we're going to uh, get. Go pre-order it. You'll find it on Amazon. Hunt Manual, 21st Century Demonology and Fortiana. It's all about demonology and unexplainable phenomena. Um, you know, uh, you can go pre-order the uh, and get the ebook now, or you can wait until Halloween and get a paperback or a hard copy. You know, uh, Joe, have I, Joe and I have talked about it a little bit in the past, so... I won't go on like a whole spiel about it now, but you can go check out some of our conversations and it's, I mean, all about horror and metaphysics and the shadow complex and unexplainable stuff, whether it's like ghosts or paranormal or cryptozoology or serial killers. So I had a lot of fun writing it, honestly, and I'm happy I was able to get it out for Halloween. Uh, You know, it couldn't be better timing, really. It's definitely a horrific book. (laughs) And I hope you guys know too how much I love you because uh, I I dipped out on a really cool card game. My neighbors made spaghetti and all kinds of stuff because they thought I was going to come play cards with them. And they're over there playing cards by themselves because I, I told them I have to do this radio show, right? Like, it has to get done. So there's a little guilt trip for you. Make sure you support the show. Uh, go to lightingthevoid.com. We could use your support. Go to Here's the truth. If you go to the friends.fm and... Uh, you click on donations, that's going to support the show because I'm doing both. 
right? And Jess Rogie called me today and said that she has to go back to work and she doesn't know if she can do the news anymore. And my heart is broken. My heart is broken. Yeah. She was great at it. It's like she was like the news girl. Like she had the voice, the whole thing. Yeah, she sold it too. And she had fun stories. She had interesting, like classic Fortia news. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We're going to have to find. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll there's other things. Out. There's other, there's other segment. There's other types of uh, things that could fit that format, but news specific. She really nailed the news. So hopefully we can find someone else to, I to like provide some good headlines still like that. I like a female news reporter for that reason, because it reminds I me of you do. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that. I like the female <laughs> news reporters because they're creative, right? It doesn't sound like Tom Brokog. It's they cre- it's more creative. It has more love in it, so to speak. Um, even the conspiracy news girls like um, uh, Abby Martin, you know, when she was doing her news reports and stuff, of course, she got kicked off the uh, news networks because she wasn't going to fall like report propaganda or hide stuff. But she was the RT reporter, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 So if you're interested in doing the news, we're going to, we're going to end up putting a page up for all the stuff that we need on the network. But if you're interested in doing it, uh, we're open to it and we can have more than one person do it, but we also, we've got other ideas, you know, the news isn't everything, right? Oh yeah. The fringe is recruiting. We're recruiting. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you want to talk about some, uh, you had some things in mind you want to talk about, Joe. Yes. I know, um, I mean, uh, personally, the stuff that's been on my mind, other than getting my book out and working, has been um, something that pretty much ties into uh, what you were telling me about. And I've been thinking a lot about traveling and like wanderlust and stuff, because I've traveled so much uh, in the last few years, especially, and I got to the point where, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm over it. I'm glad I did it, but I'm looking to settle now. And I just, I felt like, like a, like a wanderer for a hot minute. And, um, um, it's a, it's a weird mindset or it's a, it's a weird, it's definitely, see, I think, um, it's important to keep things mixed up, you know, to be spontaneous. Um, but, uh, because I think that too much monotony kind of just makes life kind of melt away. You know, the days just kind of blur together, but when you're doing, when you don't have any sort of constancy or routine, um, that is like, yeah, I know it's the middle path, right? I've been, uh, I've been feeling burnt out from traveling so much. So I'm I'm looking forward to staying where I am for a bit. Yeah. I don't want to travel anywhere for a little while, but when the next time I do travel, I want it to be for fun, not because I'm trying to reach a goal, right? Like, yeah. Most most of the traveling I've done in the past two years is because I had goals in mind. I need to find a home. I need to find, uh, I've got goals. My goals are different. Other people's goals are like, I need to make $50,000 or I need to do this or that. My goals are like, find my home, find my family, uh, have an event, make the Fringe FM the baddest freaking radio station on the planet, Right. And then once I get to the, that point, then it's like, okay, travel for fun, do events for fun. You know, those are the kind of goals I think you should have. Not think about your freaking portfolio all the time. 
you know, where's, where do I, do I have enough in my emergency account? Uh, okay. Uh, what about my 401k and all, that stuff's important, but it's boring as shit. Right. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have that balance. You do. Um, That's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. That's, I think, um, these moons have really showed us, um, well, this is a deep conversation. Uh, I just got through having to, but these moons have really showed us where we are. I, I feel the, le- not only the lessons that we've learned, but looking back through like what Mary Decina was talking about, where we're out of balance. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. If you've done, it's kind of like this is the way karma works. Because Saturn gets a bad rap all the time. And Saturn's the father figure, the guy that says no, but if you do a good job and you do it right, you'll be rewarded. If you don't, you don't get nothing. That's Saturn. But it works like through karma, right? So the things that you've done right, you're being rewarded for. And the things, and I'm not just talking about physically, okay? It could be emotionally, intellectually. Think about all the elements here. And the things that you haven't done right. Well, you're seeing it's, it's forcing you to look where you're out of balance. And my biggest lesson that I've learned is, uh, patience and decision is a, a balance of its own. I've always been this guy that I don't wait around to make decisions, dude. If I see something, if I want it, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to move heaven and earth to get it. And I can't understand why no one else in the world isn't that way. Well, I've learned some hard lessons about that because you can roll over a lot of important things trying to do that. But also, uh, I've learned a deep metaphysical lesson, and this is kind of what I want to talk to you about. You, you hear these phrases like, this is toxic, that's toxic, this is negative, this is narcissistic, this is whatever, like I'm in this toxic place or toxic this or that. And uh, if you get on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, but Facebook, you see a million people like pointing their fingers and calling people toxic, calling people narcissists, calling people this, calling people that. And uh, I've really come to learn that these these are not people that we're battling. These are metaphysical principles that we're battling. So if I was to point at you, Anthony, and say you're a toxic person because you're going through something in your life that's causing toxicity, that causes a, a problem. So indecision, uh, 
the reason why I, I never like to hesitate or wait around to make decisions is because hesitancy and um, indecision comes from fear. And fear, I don't like fear, right? And in Robert Monroe's book, his second book, I think, he talked about, he had this whole chapter on it where he would uh, take people under, get them out of their conscious states, ask them all kinds of questions. Long story short, he came to this realization that this thing that we call toxicity, negative energy, low frequency, 90% of it comes from not making decisions in our lives and staying in that place of uncertainty and not making decisions. Like, it's, it's okay to get to a point to where we have to, like, do our research. But if we, do, if we don't decide, the energy doesn't know where to go. And it causes chaos. It causes toxicity. It causes whatever you want to call it. Let's just call it, like, low energy, low frequency, bad vibes. All right? This, it causes depression. It causes anxiety because we're afraid to fail. But he did a whole math equation on this, and I wish I had the audio, audio clip. I was going to get the audio clip before the show, but I didn't. But he had a whole math equation on this, and he figured, I love this guy because he would figure things out in a scientific way metaphysically. So he figured out, just make the decision. If you fail, that's Okay. Whatever. You'll learn from it. But the reason why people don't make decisions and they don't make a move from one side to the other is because not only are they afraid to fail, that's, that's not it. It's they're afraid of that worst-case scenario thing in their head, the catastrophe. And so he did a math equation that it, was, it comes out to be like less than 30% chance. Even if you make the wrong decision, that it's going to be a catastrophe. Because if you make the... And he goes through this whole spiel, right? If you make the decision, um, you know, you can always... If it's wrong, you can go back to where you were before. If it's wrong, you can pivot. Or it's right, and you did the right decision. Or it's wrong, but you take something from the old decision with you. Like, he went over all of these things, and it came to, like, 70-something percent that it will never... That, that it's not going to be the catastrophe that you thought. Right. Um, so I'm getting somewhere with this. I know this sounds insane, right? So if you come up to a fork in the road, and let's just say you're looking at the Kabbalistic tree of life, and you see Yakin and Boaz, Alpha and Omega, right? You have to make a light or dark decision. You have to make a decision, or you can stay in between, and you're just going to like be in this state of stagnancy, indecision, uncertainty, anxiety, and depression. And this is what we call, as humans, the dark night of the soul. Right? So we go, we go to this place of a fork in the road based on everything that we've been through, all our things that we've been through, all our fears, and all of our desires, and we meet this fork in the road, and we come up to a decision in our life. And the longer we stand there, the more dark it gets, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I, w I would completely agree with you, but I will say this also that um, it's necessary. Dark night of the soul, yeah, the dark night of the soul not only exists uh, at the beginning of that fork in the road, but at the end of it as well, because um, 
Um, I know people, you know, I've certainly in pe- people in my life and I mean, uh, you can see it all around you there. It's a common, you know, character trait. There's a lot of people who are hesitant out there. Um, I've never really been one to be hesitant. Usually, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, but, uh, the thing that I've had the trouble with the most, uh, at least in the past, um, I'm sure in the future, uh, is been like, you know, to, uh, having to make decisions that uh, in the moment and not being able to have the time or the wherewithal to realize how lasting and impactful they would be. And oh, regardless of, yeah, uh, regardless of uh, how much time you have to prepare, it's going to ripple either way. And you gotta, uh, you gotta live with that. And sometimes right. that's good. Sometimes that's really good, but sometimes that's bad too. And, uh, but it's kind of, <clears throat> I think you're better off, um, I definitely think that you're better off making a decision than not making one. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so he, he, what he called it was like this stagnant, it's like stagnant energy. So, uh, the way he explained it is in our souls and our energetic bodies or our astral bodies or whatever, our souls are being pulled to things all the time. Like if you know what I'm talking about, you have intuition or a soul pull or a magnetism towards certain things. Sometimes in your life, you're pulled towards certain things, but you fear it because you're magnetized to something else. Uh, I'm trying to explain this on a metaphysical level, and it's hard. But if you just stand, if, if you stand there and you don't go one way or the other, the energy just builds up and impacts and impacts and impacts and just the low frequency vibrates harder and harder and harder. It backs up, right? So even if you make the wrong decision, you can pivot and the life goes on, future goes on. The energy has somewhere to go. But if you don't, uh, it's just going to back up and impact. So let's take an example for like politics. You know, when a new president comes to, uh, when they have a new election, there's a whole bunch of people that want things to stay the same and with that same party. And there's people that want change. This is exactly how I explained it to, um, there's always certain types of energy that doesn't want things to change and other energy that does. And these two ideas, not people, y'all, not people. Okay. Cause you're going to point your finger and say, it's that person's fault. No, they're just energies. Um, so these two ideas, while they're waiting on a decision to be made, chaos ensues. The energy gets chaotic. So think about how, when, while we're waiting on elections, is there anything positive that happens during those times? It gets chaotic for the most part. Right. And even like when, when Trump lost, the energy went one way and the people that didn't like it, that didn't want to change, where did their energy go? They ended up at the white house, like (laughs) trying to tear it down or the Capitol and all kinds of stuff. And other people just ended up chilling, but either way, the energy had somewhere to go, you know, Um, that's all, that's all I've really learned is like, while I've been moving around and unsure and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with the fringe and lighting the void and all this other stuff and, and just spinning in my head, like, what should I do even about personal things? The darkest demons have come out in me. Dude, I've gotten to anger. I've gotten to points of anger that 
I never knew I even had an inside me. I've gotten to points of depression and uh, despair, even crying, that I never knew I had in me. Just because you want relief from the backed up energy, you know. But I'm glad that it happened because I saw the things that I needed to work out in myself. You know, which is something Robert Monroe didn't talk about. What's that? Well, what you just said a, a minute ago. Yeah, I, I mean, whether whether or not you make the conscious decision, it's always better to make the conscious decision because whether or not you do, your mind and body will start to gear itself, you know, it'll start to overcompensate, essentially, you know, yeah. in the same way that, uh, you know, your body's tensing up and, um, you know, or maybe you've been, you've had some ligaments damaged, like you start to limp a little bit, like the overcompensation is part of what's going to make that worse. Like on top of the initial right. injury and the mind is the same way. Um, and, you know, part of the, a lot of the stuff I talk about is how like the, the, you know, the nervous system is definitely a, a mind body interaction and the nervous system, um, in many ways is the kind of physical gateway uh, for the unconscious mind. And um, a lot of the things that you're storing, you know, in the nervous system itself is going to uh, manifest itself in different ways. And a lot of that could be dreams, you know, even sleep paralysis and things like that. So the, um, the whole inaction is um, it's, it's almost like a kinetic energy type thing. Like it's going to be, um, there's going to, you know, energy has to go somewhere, you know, and uh, there's yeah, only so much just... a, a energy and tension that the human body, the mind and body can store, you know, before, before like even a sponge reaches the saturation point and then you got to ring it. Yeah. See, and see, this is my point. I see a lot of this happening with these energies that are going on now. Uh, these Facebook groups of, or YouTube channels of people calling each other like psychopaths, narcissists, all these other things. And then when you get into their story, you find out, well, these, these people they're dealing with and even themselves have the inability to make decisions and fail and learn from them and move on. Like they're playing, you're playing with fire, right? And if you're the more intelligent you are, and the more active your nervous system is and your brain is and the more energy you have, especially intellectually, and, and you stay in a state of indecision, I think it hurts you. And it's sad to see, honestly, like because people have ended up in like insane asylums from stuff like this, man. And people that I've talked to, um, I've talked to at least five people in the past year, and I know uh, Rohan kind of told his story a little bit too, that you get paralyzed from your fears sometimes, but that energy is still there because you don't make a decision. Next thing you know, you're, you're acting way out of character. And then society points their finger at this guy or someone and says, well, you're a psychopath where well, you're a narcissist where well, you're schizophrenic. And really all this person's trying to do is make a decision based on fear or trying to get more love. And they too scared to make the decision. Right? So my point is, is like, Take the hunter's energy. Take that fire energy. Be willing to fail. You know, be willing to throw the axe and miss. Be willing to, like, 
go after what you want. I'm not saying don't evaluate things, but by God, for the love of God, this has been my enemy for the past two years. Do not sit around in stagnancy and thinking and tossing and turning, worrying that you're going to do the wrong thing. Like if you want to do a podcast and it's really burning inside you, the longer you wait around to do it or not to do it, the worse it's going to be. Like just take your shot, you know, and then aim afterwards. Well, it, there's, there's also the old saying to uh, measure twice and cut once. You can do that too, but that's <laughs> that that's uh, you've got to make a decision, right? Like do that too. Yeah. But at some point, yeah. you can't just keep measuring and measuring and measuring and measuring and measuring right, and right. measuring. Which is the point. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, because like <laughs> you're gonna drive uh, the saw and the piece of wood crazy, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I think that's what I've learned. Like, it, there's some sacred sexuality to this stuff too, because there's this whole, you know, when a decision's made, there's an initiation and a surrender every single time. Uh, so mm, you're taking point. the sacred sexual energies of masculine and feminine and keeping them stagnant, which also causes negative energy. But in society, we've taught, we've been taught. No, well, that's a narcissist. Well, that's this or that's that. Like, come on, man. These are metaphysical things that happen to us all. We all deal with the stuff. All of us. I mean, you know. I think that's a good point. I mean, because there are definitely narcissists and psychopaths out there that are very genuine and shouldn't be uh, taken lightly. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, no... uh, except for like you know there's exceptions to every rule but let's be real the 99.99 percent of people aren't one specific thing or another all human beings have i mean we all have the potential for evil inside us and narcissism and right um, sociopathy and you know it's everybody's existential responsibility to try and be as little of a, a of a shithead basically as you could possibly be and uh and I think that if you don't keep in mind that you are uh, are definitely um, fallible, then and you know you're not trying to, I don't know, keep yeah you know, like conduct yourself in a way that takes that fallibility into account. Then uh, I mean that's like the first biggest step in the wrong direction that you can make. Really, um, I mean. We all we all have to admit our flaws in order to work on them. And um, I mean, you know, I think that because words are thrown around um, like, you know, sociopathy or narcissism, especially um, that you hear that slung around all the time. And I think uh, people all like freeze up when they hear those terms because they don't they don't want to think like, oh, well, I'm a sociopath. Like they don't want to admit that. But that doesn't mean that you are a, if someone called you said that, you know, it's like you're being a, you're being sociopathic. Yeah, you're yourself. forever Why labeled you a sociopath me like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're a wholesale terrible person or that you're constantly as uh, like a template of your personality, a sociopath. But maybe you were being sociopathic in that moment. You know, and people have hiccups and they they mess up. And like the real, the true defining line between like a person messing up 
and learning from it. And a real sociopath is someone that just simply has that self-reflection to think like, maybe I was being a little sociopathic and maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. You know, so that's really what it boils down to. Cause yeah, like I said, everyone's got a little bit of those things in them. Uh, Even if they don't, even if like your personality type doesn't mean it doesn't like show those things, you definitely have the potential for it just like anybody else. So it's good to you keep that in mind, you know, because the first time you think that you don't have any of those things, that's the, you know, that's like the, almost the beginning of the end. Right. And, uh, and, you know, when we look at this stuff on a magical level, uh, if you've ever heard Lon Milo Duquette talk about him facing his demons, he's big into the Goetia. His tarot is based on the Goetia, right? So he talks about this, the one time you can look at this like demons are real or archetypically. I don't care how you look at it, but the principle's still the same. So this one time he needed money as an emergency. And anytime you go messing with demons, that's what it's for. I need an emergency bailout. Right. But to him, he justified it. Right. Well, by my family needs this money, you know, I need a car or whatever. But I respect the man more because he made a decision. But I understand anybody that would be in a state of fear and not knowing what to do. But if you don't do something, you're not going to get a car. It's going to get worse. But anyways. So he decides to do this ritual and this ritual involves abramelin oil. And, you know, people think that you face the demon and it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh or something, but really, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But really Uh what ended up happening is he did the ritual and he, it made him aware of the voices in his head. So when he made the deal for the money, he ended up spilling the abramelin oil in his eyes, which burned the hell out of his eyes, number one. Mm, and the demon, or the doubt, fear, whatever, started telling him in his mind, well, if you were a good enough magician, you wouldn't need to ask for this kind of money. Right? If you were actually good enough, you wouldn't need to do this. Well, if you do this, this is what de- the demonic voices say, so to speak. If you do right. this they're going to betray you if you do this or because of this they're betraying you look this is i was talking about this with somebody about uh, cloud atlas i think it was justin otto i was talking to about this the, the each demon uh represents some kind of thing that you have to break through absolutely uh, so the story of solomon isn't um i made deals with demons and they gave me the life i wanted the story of Solomon was he defeated them and locked them right. in a brass vessel, you know. Absolutely. And then they have to do what he said. Also, says, Solomon, you know, all, Solomon did abuse them a little bit as well. Of course, yeah. Well, Solomon also, <laughs> and everybody talks about that story too, right? But he got mm-hmm. he got bewitched in the end, anyways. Like God gave him all this stuff, and then he ended up in the end like hooking up with. Uh, shiva or whatever this uh woman that he should have never hooked up with that took him for everything you know and betrayed him Mm, but he was a fool yeah but he uh why is his story so great and why do people admire him at least he made decisions you know what i mean at least he lived his life Mm. so um yeah, the fool fool is a double-edged statement because that's exactly what it means it means someone that takes the decisions i mean you could you could basically label this whole episode like the path of the fool like you know the whole tarot card right. archetype um and uh yeah i very much 
tried to, you know, because yeah, fool, fool can be foolish and um, haphazard, if you will. But that also means someone that's adventurous and, um, you know, someone that's uh, seasoned a little bit, you know, because the fool takes the chances that uh, that the intrepid will not. And there's a lot to be said for that. And I mean, a wise man has to start out foolish at one point or another. The thousand mile journey starts with the first step and you can't discount that. It's just a, it's just a simple fact. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's so important to always remember, you know, and uh, John Anthony West used to talk about that when in magical Egypt, when they were going to the temples and it showed all the Egyptian statues with that first foot forward, because mm-hmm. there, there was, you know, they either had the sign of Harpercrot or they put the finger over their mouth or they had the first foot forward, which meant, you know, that it was all it was all symbols of initiation into a spiritual journey. Like you have to go, you have to take that step, you know. And then what was that movie, sure George do. Lucas, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, where he did um, where he had to take the step across the, the gully and he couldn't see the bridge. That's what that whole thing was about, that verse. Where he said, yeah. take a step of faith, right? And uh, he took a step. You know, he's all like, Harrison Ford was awesome in that movie, by the way. But he's all like swallowing oh, yeah. and sweating. And you see how far down the cliff is. And it looks like a <laughs> catastrophe or whatever. But he takes that step and all of a sudden a bridge appears. And then he ends up, you know, throwing sand all- across it. But then he gets tested later. With But anyways, that you see this stuff in movies and you see it everywhere. Right. Um, speaking of movies, did you see Dune yet? Holy shit. No, I have not. Holy shit. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so. I think it's going to be the next star Wars. And I love the movie, the King, uh, on Netflix, the, the boy that this King Henry, he ends up being the main character, Paul and Dune. And, uh, oh, right on. yeah, it's, it's sick, bro. It just sucks because like, they're just now starting the cool parts of the story and that's the end of the movie. So I, you know, there's like, yeah, it's going to be like five movies, six movies, seven movies. I think. For sure. Yeah. It's going to be a whole cinematic universe, like, like Marvel or something. They're going to, because Dune is one of the most expansive things, man, if Lord of the Rings uh, hadn't uh, done their thing yet, they'd come out and make like, I mean, I guess they still are if you count all the hobbits and stuff, but like that whole like cinematic universe thing in general, is just going to get bigger and bigger. And we're going to have just more elaborate cinematic unfoldments. It's uh it's going to be interesting. Dune's a good one to pick to, for something like that. I'm freaking stoked. I haven't watched a movie yeah. and been stoked since Stranger Things first came out. Or It's not a movie, Joe. Well, you know what I mean. Stranger Things is kind of a movie. Kind of. Yeah, it's great is what it is. The last time I was extremely stoked for a movie to come out, like genuinely, uh, was Logan. That Wolverine, that rated R Wolverine movie. Oh yeah, oh that's my a good god, one. it was so good. It was so good. I watched it again recently. Still good. Still great. Not just good. I love that movie. But yeah, so anyway. when we get back, we'll open up the lines. I'm gonna. There's some stuff I want to talk about that we're gonna redo here a little. Well, not redo or revamp a little bit. And I want to get some of you guys' ideas because I, I, we're gonna shake it up around here, right? I mean, things gotta. Things got to get shaken up. Anthony's like the only one doing blog posts and coming on the show. We've had like four guests bail on us in the past week. You know, it's, not Mercury retrograde, bruh. Big weird That's what energy. I hear. 
Yeah, I think it like probably ended by now. I think I don't I don't keep up with that stuff. But that's what I've heard everybody say. And I think that I don't know about this Mercury retrograde thing. It's yeah, to me. It's it, to me. It's it's almost like every time you do something bad, it's the devil's fault. It's the devil, you know. Well, Mercury I dropped, retrograde is a specific time. Yeah, I know that, dude. But I just think <laughs> I don't think it's. Every little bad thing that happens to somebody is Mercury retrograde just because it's Mercury retrograde, you know. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So yeah, but the frequency of it, there maybe. might be something to be said for it. I have no idea, man. <laughs> maybe it's just <laughs> it's an easy cop out because it's not the devil; it's something cool, right? And it's astrology, and the planet looks you're like this, it's moving. You're backwards. Mr. Astrology over here. How are you not into Mercury retrograde? I you're think talking about. I, I think there's some, <laughs> but I think there's some definite energy into it. But I don't think it's the cause of you know, a light switch going out or me not being able to express a word because my brain's all foggy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree with you on that for sure. Yeah, and I'm not Mr. Astrology, by the way. Never claimed to be. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, though. We'll be right back. 1-800-588-0335. You want to call in? Somebody tell me a decision they're having... If you have a decision that you are having a hard time making, just call in and I'll tell you what to do. Make a decision. Oh, no. Oh, no. on the Fringe FM, bringing you the latest in Fringe news from around the world and in every dimension. I'm Jess Rogie. In China, Microsoft is going to shut down the social media site LinkedIn as the country starts to clamp down on internet censorship. LinkedIn was the last major U.S. social network still operating in China, which has some of the strictest censorship rules. Social media platforms and websites like Twitter and Facebook have been blocked for more than a decade in the country, while Google decided to shut down their operations in 2010. 
In an incident that occurred in September of this year, a man was recently arrested on the suspicion of damaging Stonehenge. The 30-year-old was arrested on the suspicion of illegally using a metal detector on the protected site, as well as possessing explosives without a permit. Police found out about the incident after the suspect posted his fines and location on social media. Prince William says entrepreneurs should focus on saving the planet versus heading to space. Prince William said, We need some of the world's greatest brains and minds fixed on trying to repair this planet, not trying to find the next place to go and live. With new technologies, we don't know how it's going to affect people's mental state. A recent story from The Slate reports that a 12-year-old girl has developed a phobia of Slenderman after using virtual reality. She said that she regularly watched YouTube videos of Slenderman without an issue, but has been afraid of the character popping up and attacking her in real life ever since making the switch to VR. Existing research on virtual and mixed reality suggests that traumatic or abusive experiences in a VR environment are far more damaging than those in a digital setting. An interesting story from Texas. A three-year-old boy went missing on October 9th and was found alive three days later. The boy was waiting while his mother was unloading groceries at their home when he followed his dog into the woods, and within two minutes, his mother went searching for him and could not locate him. The dog later returned, but the boy did not. That's when an anonymous man got a message. He said that God told him at Bible study to go look for the boy, and he would find him. And find him, he did. Despite being tired and hungry, the boy was in good condition following the ordeal. This has been the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM, bringing you the latest in Fringe News. I'm Jess Rogie. Hey, this is Marcus 45. I'm going to give you a little network uh, shout-out comedy, a little sketch. Warning! You're listening to illegal broadcasts. Fridge FM is not sanctioned by government. Anyone caught listening to Fridge FM is subject to arrest. All your personal properties will be confiscated. This is the only warning you get. Desist listening to Fridge FM immediately or you suffer the consequences. That is it. This is Preston Dennett from PrestonDennett.Weebly.com and you're listening to KTLK, the Fringe FM. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Fringe FM plays the best in alternative talk. They did not find any gin, but what they did find were waterfalls, snakes, dead animals, stalagmites, and cave pearls. Like this. Fringe.fm, join our team and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of And this. I invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs. All these and more are on KTLK digital broadcasting fringe fm
to call Joe. Pick up the phone now. 1-800-588-0335. Toll free from the United States or Canada. We've been holding that number for a long time. I hope some people have got it memorized by now. It's one 800 It's open lines Friday night. As we head into the late night, on into the 23rd, depending on where you're at. Remember, you can listen to the show um, on the app, the Fringe FM app. Tune in, talk stream live. Amazon Alexa, either the app is for Apple. Uh, we got it everywhere. You just... The Fringe FM is on everything, everywhere and everything. Um, interestingly, though, as we move closer to Halloween, I don't know if you guys are big Nightmare on Elm Street fans, but that freaking house was just listed for $3.5 million just because it was in the movie alone. It's pretty weird. Uh, the house just went on the market, and I don't know. I'm trying to figure out who bought this thing. I don't know if I would live in that house because that's the you know it's funny the 80s movies those were the ones that scared the hell out of me like the Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Jason I'm just figure out which ones used to scare me Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the movies weren't near the quality of the graphics or the cinema I would even say the acting but for some reason even when I watch them today they freak me out a little bit I think there's a little childhood trauma left over from there. But uh, they also found a Scottish man (laughs) found a message in a bottle from Canada walking on a beach in Scotland. And I I don't know how far this thing traveled, but he said it was written in French and he found the bottle washed up on the beach during a recent outing at a a cliff beach with friends and family. And, uh, they still, they're still trying to figure out what it says. I'm curious, but there's been, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff that's been found in the ocean here lately. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the energy, but I went out and looked at the moon coming up over the ocean. I put a picture of it on Twitter and it is so freaking orange. It looked like, a sunrise it looked just like a sunrise man it was the coolest looking thing in the world i never can get enough of that by the way like that's my thing i can if i'm bored i can go out and stare at that water and the moon coming up over the water and i'm satisfied totally satisfied so uh nobody's called in with their big decisions they need made but well, Make sure you call in. Something. I'll tell you what to do. Yeah, call in. I got something fun we could talk about that's on um same lines of stuff we've been talking about. It's just something I've been, um, you know, like I haven't even done a whole lot of reading on it yet, I, although I think I will. But uh, it's kind of like podcasts I've been listening to in the background. Um, like I listened to um, some details about the Donner Party and like the uh, just the American pioneering, man, like like hitting the Oregon Trail and stuff and uh, – um going through the whole experience you know i remember reading about that like you're getting taught about that a little bit as a kid in school but now that i'm a little more of an adult and i've done a little bit of traveling i can at least 
relate uh like archetypally to the mindset and uh uh it helps me relate you know to the characters a little more and my god like hearing those stories man talk about um having to go on the fool's journey and just like make decisions and just roll with it like man every moment out there was ride or die dude it was dicey you could it could be easy going or you know you, you could uh you could have had great luck the whole way and then it could all fall apart you know uh, right at the end and uh um i don't know i don't i i think very few people could ever relate to something like that like really hitting the trail like that and being gone for months and months and uh you know just just going out into like the remote wilderness you know uncharted territory like where law doesn't even exist it's, yeah uh, crazy stuff man well you're from, i mean being in alaska too that uh there's a lot of people disappear in the woods all the time all the time yeah. man the statistics yeah. are astounding actually Alaska is still a strange place. Yeah, it uh, it's a place that people go to hide. It's a place that people go to uh, do dirty things. Um, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> underbelly. Yeah, there's a lot of land that uh, is untouched. I mean, that's simply uninhabitable out there. It's two and a half times the size of Texas, even though it's got well, like six hundred fifty thousand people or something. Yeah, you know, you know something too. There's always like crazy people living in the woods. I was watching the. Everywhere I've been, if there's deep woods, there's some crazy people there. We have mountain men in Arkansas, right? But uh, I was watching this cops episode, and a guy, I couldn't believe it, uh, was shooting arrows at the cops, right? (laughs) He was living in a tent, and uh, I think he was, this is what I worry about. This is is why I want to talk about uh, the manic state of mind and how crazy you can drive yourself. Uh, because this supposedly this guy, the neighbors were talking about how he talked about the vaccine and conspiracy. And he talked about all kinds of stuff. And then he ends up in the woods in a tent because he's so afraid of you just society as a whole. And then the cops go out there because he's disturbed the peace. And you can hear him screaming like, back up. And the cops got guns. And I'm thinking, this guy's an idiot. And next thing you know, an arrow flies and it kind of nudge. It barely bounces off one of the cops. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And they're like, listen, wow. put the bow down and you're, you know what comes next, right? Like, you're dead. You just... Mm-hmm. And they just laid into the guy. They shot him. He didn't die, but even then when they pulled him out of there, this is a guy that's like 60, 70 years old. He's a woodsman. He can live in the woods, whatever. The fact of the matter is he's still freaking crazy. And when they put him on the gurney, taking him to the ambulance, 
you could hear him crying. He's like, I'm sorry. And then his mind would switch again to, you guys are all going to die. Blah, 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 blah. And then back to, I'm sorry. And it was like the ultimate form of bipolarism where it was just happening instantaneously. You know. Dang. People can drive themselves crazy just all by yourself. You know. Uh, Especially out there in the woods. I, I just feel sorry for him. I've kind of, honestly, as much as I laughed, I, I felt sorry for him. I feel sorry for people that, I don't know, it's, I don't know why. Because like, most of them are really intelligent, very intelligent people. And uh, you get trapped by your own mind. It's like you, you can get trapped. You know how we look at the elements, right, on the star, the five-pointed star? If you balance out all those elements, you it teaches you how to love. It teaches you how to create, right? So you give somebody a little uh, passion or a little bit of love, sunlight. You give that's fire. You give them a little bit of uh, intellectual stimulation. Uh, you know that's air. You give them some good emotions and love. That's water. And you feed them and clothe them. That's earth. And they all of a sudden, bam! They feel loved. But if you stay on one side of that star too long, you get trapped. You can get trapped by your own mind. You can get trapped by your emotions. You can get trapped by, uh, like the Fight Club guy says, the things you own end up owning you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just keep coming back to this Libra thing, this energy of understanding balance is a form of love, I think, like ultimate love. Sounds cheesy, right? And whatever. But, yeah. Like the sacred alchemical marriage, man. Yeah, exactly. Find love. Absolutely. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean, the woods are a strange place, man. They really are. It's uh, it's kind of the, especially mythologically and archetypally, it's like the embodiment of uh, the shadow complex. And, uh you know, the, uh, the dark recesses of the unconscious mind, uh, the dark night of the soul, if you will. And, uh, there's a lot of peace and solitude that can be found in the wilderness, but you know, you could, yeah, you could definitely lose your mind out there or get lost or both. And, um, yeah, Alaska definitely, uh, has always carried that sort of mentality, uh, like regardless of, uh, whether you go into it, with that mentality or not. So that's something that's always kind of clung to me. And I, and definitely uh, growing up in Alaska gave me a sense of wanderlust because it's so big yet. It's so small too, you know, because you, uh, the further you go, the more you have to brave the elements and uh, you know, you don't really have to step very far outside of uh, the modern civilization to get into like real front, Tearsy kind of you know Sasquatch land uh, like pioneer to yeah Sasquatch land exactly mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah but I, I definitely I could only I could only imagine what it would be like to to really travel in uncharted territory like that long term it's something else man yeah it's definitely not something that uh, people can relate to these days but um it 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 definitely I something to be said you know I've heard people say even recently that uh like moving in general and travel um 
you know, unless it's specifically leisurely, like that's why vacations are kind of short, you know, because the longer they get, the more, you know, it doesn't mean it won't be fun uh, traveling, but it's definitely going to be more arduous. And like moving is one of the hardest things that people can do. You know, it's extremely stressful. So moving. Um, yeah. Trust me. It sucks. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. yeah I hate it no with a, doubt. I hate it with a passion. Like, Yeah. Uh, if you're you calling in, make sure you turn your radio off because it's going to feed right back through and it's going to sound insane. <laughs> uh, so, what's gotcha, up? Gotcha, gotcha. Thanks for calling in. Hello? Thanks for calling. Hi. Howdy. This is uh, this is Daryl in New York. How's everybody? I'm good. I'm I'm good, Daryl. I'm glad I'm not in New You're York. Well. Though. Are you in New? Are you Why having are you fun? Glad- What's why are you glad you're not in New York? Because you're in Florida. Yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> oh, I know it is. I'm so jealous. Oh, <laughs> everybody in New York wants to live in Florida, but I think you're going to find everybody in New York from New York is in Florida. Yeah, well, me, yeah but, I know that. But you find a lot of New Yorkers there. Well, it's yeah, funny it's when I lived in New York, everybody I met had like family in Florida or a vacation house in Florida, and. There's a lot of people here. I even got neighbors that are from New York. It's like some catch, I don't know, it's like a mirror effect thing or something. Totally. They all escaped. They all escaped from New York. That's the place to go. That's the migration pattern. That's where the birds go. <laughs> anyway, I was, um, I'm calling for two reasons. Well, I'm a Libra. I just had my 30th birthday, um, you know. Happy birthday. 32 years ago. <laughs> Thank you. Give it, give it to 30 years ago. So anyway, <laughs> just celebrated it again. And um, so I don't know, this Libra energy, is there something good about Libras? Absolutely, that yeah. That I know about? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Libra that you're, you're uh, well, Libras are known for also being uh, elegant too, but uh, you're also uh, uh, all about partnership and collaboration. Like you may not have it in your life, but your Libras are like the best friends you can have, as long as you click with somebody. If you you may not click with anybody, but if you click with somebody, you'll have a very balanced uh, relationship with them. If you're actually clicking with them or right. next to them. You know. Oh, I agree with that. That's for sure. I get people meet me and they get addicted to me. They just latch right. on to me. You know, <laughs> that's, that's right. Okay. I like that. I like to be adored. <laughs> I could use a new one now, though. I had, anyway. Well, so you great. do but call I'm, in a lot. I can tell that you've been looking for a. I mean, you hit on Night Stalker. You've hit on me. You should hit on Anthony. <laughs> oh, God, that's what you think? Well, oh look, God. I'm not saying you're desperate. I, what I'm saying is is <laughs> your heart desires, because you have that Libra energy, your heart desires companionship and collaboration. Of you course, know? but I think that's universal, generally speaking. It is no. universal, but it's massive in you. Hmm. You got a point Come on, there. how many times have you well, called in and you not flirted with somebody on the radio? I didn't really know I do that. Yeah, you do. I it's didn't okay, know I though. do that. Well, when I have an opportunity to, I guess I would. Yeah. yeah so when we did now. the Valentine's, you remember we did the Valentine's oh, yeah. Day thing? That Nobody, was so much fun. That you was, jumped right in that thing, and then I think you were all about going on a date with Night Stalker and all this stuff. I mean, I thought it was awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That was so much fun. I just listened to it again, just uh, as a matter of coincidence. And it was so good even the second time, you know? It was a great show. 
Yeah, nice. I would recommend that. Go to the archives. Too. Oh, he had his own questions, and oh, it was just really entertaining. And you were you and I had all these one-liners. He was so funny. Yeah, you I was, know, you were I just was right on top of it. Eighties romance music <laughs> yeah. in the background too. It was fun, you know. Nice. Oh, you are on fire. Little careless whisper. You know. Mm. <laughs> that was great fun. Oh yeah. So I didn't really call it the flirt. Um, I was calling, but he mentioned the Donner Party. Yeah. And I wondered, mm-hmm. like, what's it, what is it about the mountains that reminded me of like the Donner Party was like in the eighteen hundreds, and that that Dietzloff passed was in the nineteen hundreds. But the the differences are, are weird. But you know, one was in another country, whatever. But why didn't they? Couldn't they get help? And what makes them eat their, you know, maybe they, I don't know. I'm just thinking if they didn't have help in the, the Dilophos Pass, which is still a mystery, you know, maybe they would have eaten each other, push come to shove. And that was a horror that they couldn't live with. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, what is it about the mountains that, yeah, I don't know, just coincidences there. And it's not yeah. the only party that's gotten lost in the snow, you know. Especially when an airplane goes down. Like, how come they couldn't find it, you know? Yeah, well, I have heard uh, before that it's a common uh, belief in the East that, you know, some people say that pyramids are uh, something like electromagnetic conductors. And um, it's, uh, it you know, it's a very Eastern sentiment, uh, specifically that uh, mountains themselves are similar electromagnetic conductors. So... I don't know. Um, I'm not a physicist, but uh, I think there's probably something to be said for that. And uh, um, I don't know. There's definitely like, you know, for any listeners out there that don't know, the whole Dyatlov Pass thing is uh, extremely interesting. Where was that in uh, Russia? I don't have the notes in front of me, but I believe it was in Russia, Russia. Ukraine, Russia. Right. In the early 20th century. And uh, a group of... um, explorers out there got lost in the arctic wilderness and uh it's still a huge mystery to this day what exactly happened and there's uh some signs of like trauma and uh people that were like beaten and um skirmishes yeah, and, like, their tongues pulled the out rip. they were naked yeah, yeah yeah some of them were naked and um some of them were found they were all found separated and it was it seemed like uh to this day whatever happened um there was some def- a definite onset of hysteria and things just spiraled quickly. And that whole archetypal motif, I mean, it really is kind of like typified with, you know, Dante's opening scene in the divine comedy before um, Virgil finds him and uh, helps him, uh, you know, guide him through hell and purgatory. He's lost in the wilderness and um, um, surrounded by all, you know, the horrors and the, the the demons kind of like as uh as joe was talking about where you know the demons are uh, <laughs> the barriers that you kind of uh have to yeah. perceive and bridge the gap you know to the other side of so to speak and yeah the, i mean the wilderness really is that and you know ties into like lunacy you know like the lunar effect and things and uh or at least that lunar mm-hmm. archetypal energy and uh um yeah you know uh the 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 wilderness is a powerful thing the call of the wild you know as they say uh, there's definitely something to be said okay. for it i don't know what all it is but uh definitely good food for thought especially this season that's an excellent excellent observation i think on your part that's amazing i totally can see what you're talking about the mountains have no like no obstruction 
for like things like the moon and the planets. So you're going to be exposed to those elements as well as those, the mountains that are probably covering a lot of history. God only knows what's under them. You know, half the people think that there, there are definitely cities buried under them or, ma- or people or giants even. When gi- some certain giants are so tall that when they die, they couldn't move them. So they just made a mountain out of them. That's in one area of the U.S. at least. Did you ever hear of that yeah, one? I- yeah, I don't know. I haven't um, dived uh, too deeply into some of that stuff, but I find uh, the uh, I find the whole giant motif to be very interesting. And I will say that there is a whole lot about, I mean, um, world history in general, but uh, especially American history that I don't think we fully understand yet. That's for sure. I agree. I agree, and it's definitely trying to hide it for sure. If yeah. there's anything, it's such especially us. But in South America, you could see one in a museum. I can't tell you where, but I I heard I saw it on the internet. <laughs> no, I heard somebody <laughs> talking about it too. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, every time we seem to find some, they just uh, the Smithsonian will confiscate it, or they'll say, "I'll oh, just bring it over here. We'll study them," and then suddenly they're lost. You know, and who knows? Yeah. They throw them out at sea. I don't know why they're keeping that. It seems like we might have lived among them. I wonder. You know, or we did. I think as early as not that long ago, 200 years ago, apparently. People talk about it when they were discovering America. They were like with the Indians. So I don't know if that's Bigfoot or some other giant, you know? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What do you think, Joe? Could be. I don't, it all boggles me. Like, I don't, I don't think about it that much, man. Honestly, I don't think... Ninety uh, percent of the time, I'm thinking about uh, how do I get out of body. 
right? That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Seriously, or but uh, around Halloween stuff, like I do think about stuff like this. And it's uh, I th- I don't doubt the dark side of a human, right? Like people like to get mm-hmm. all into that stuff, right? They get into the. It's like Anthony's forte. There's it's not really my forte. That's why we make a good dynamic here, but. Um, what I will say is I put nothing past human beings. So to say it's uh, Bigfoot or whatever, like humans will do some dark stuff given the right scenarios, you know. So I'll definitely cover it up too. And the, yeah, I mean, humans are the worst. What's the name of that movie? Have you seen that movie Fury? Um, with Brad Pitt, where he's like the tank commander. About World uh-huh. War Two. Well, anyways, uh, Shia LaBeouf's in that movie too. I love that movie because it's like a comic book styled, really graphic movie about this these dudes in a tank. Anyways, oh, okay, okay. This this young innocent character, of course, that's going to be the plot. Ends up getting put in this tank, and he he doesn't know anything. And Shia LaBeouf comes up to him. He says, "Wait, do you see it?" And he said, "See what?" He said, "What another man can do to another man." Right. And that's what yeah. he's trying to explain to him. Like, this is why everybody's so messed up from the wars and stuff, too, because you don't understand just how crazy humans can be towards each other and what they can do, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You put the youngest people of the society in that position, and they're not even, you know, grown up yet. Some of them don't even shave, you know? I mean, like, why do we, like, willing to sacrifice our youngest to go off to war and they just can't understand it once they get there that they have to kill people like all of a sudden it's a reality you know you yeah. just put some old men into, into those uh, tanks that have been around a while you know that understand what's going on so given the right scenario yeah. if the guy was over here working a mick job and had a family he's probably a friendly guy but over there after enough killing and trying to survive you know, he's walking around with, the, you know, a necklace full of ears and teeth and having nightmares, you know. So uh, we're all capable of doing bad stuff, like Anthony said, you know. And I don't, honestly, I I'm, I may seem like a big tough guy, but on the inside, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sensitive. I don't like to get around negativity too much, and I don't like to focus on it too much because it gets me, uh, it gets me pissed off and then I start seeing bad <laughs> things about myself, you know. Um, oh, but it, it is fascinating to think about just for a little bit, actually, for me. <laughs> to ponder all this stuff and where we come from and how we can make it better or how we can't repeat ourselves so often. We make the same mistakes. And I think we've got to concentrate now on staying positive and trying to change all this stuff. I think we can do it. I think we're doing it somehow. Do you feel like we're changing things? I don't know. Uh, for, the, for the better? Or it's coming? I, th- I think something's coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're changing things for the better, but I know we're trying. I know we're trying, you know. And I also know there's a lot of people that are on the fence about a lot of things in their lives right now, especially having to do with covid uh, even if they're out mm-hmm. talking about I'm never going to get a vaccine or whatever, uh, deep down on the inside, they're really thinking about their futures and what they're going to do and if if they're going to be forced to do it. And, 
Yeah, I I don't know. Like I think everything is everything that's coming is around this vaccine because once it's inundated into the world, all of the agendas that we've been laughed at about uh, when it comes to global control, when it comes to weather modification, uh, when it comes to what's in our food, when it comes to what's in our bodies, uh, biological data, everything is going to be no longer under our control. That's what I think. I don't know why um, there's no uh, research on the data when people aren't discussing the data, why they're so scared to get that, you know? I think uh, they haven't been giving us honest, well, they haven't been honest with us, that's for sure, but there's no data, you know? Um, Show us some real data instead of this cherry-picking data, you know? They're just so manipulative. And I know people that, you know, I'm barely talking to and never going to talk to again over this, you know? Yeah. I think probably I'm, I'm the one person that's making this, uh, is delaying, you know, their freedom single-handedly somehow, you know, it's people like me or me alone, who knows, you know, spreading uh, some variant. Well, instead of thinking more. about that, let me do this, because do you have a big decision you need to make that you haven't been making? Yeah, maybe I do. I do. Do you want to share it? Very big. No. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> well, damn it. Is anybody going to share it? I want to tell you what to do. I want to make the decision for you. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> All right. So here's what we do. Like, you take A and then take B and put both of the decisions on one side. Put one on one and one on the other. You don't even have to tell me what it is. Okay. You ready? Yes. Choose A. Okay. There you go. Have fun with it. Don't you feel better already? <laughs> Didn't the energy kind of finally subside? There you go. It does. It does. It does have some kind of buzz, like prophylactic effects, you know. Yeah. See, now Something you know why everybody's buying courses and looking for authorities and stuff because. It feels good mm-hmm. when someone else makes decisions for you, right? You know what? It sure, yeah. does. it sure does. Sometimes it's nice to flip a coin. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there's a point. Are you going to make decisions for me or am I going to make them for myself? You know, right. You, you, yeah, you know, choose you A. You that authority A. to, to the, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Gut. I'm new. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for your call. Yeah, Interesting thank you very stuff. Much. Take care. See what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's usually personal too, man. It's usually something deep and hard to deal with, and you know, we we you, you can feel like the energy just backing up, just backing up. Make a decision. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what you got to do sometimes. Like I said, you know, if uh, if you don't make a decision, your, you know, your equilibrium, you know, whether it be mentally or physically or a little bit of both, it'll start to, um, it'll start to force you to make a decision in some way. It'll it'll uh, sound off alarm signals. You know, that's why people have anxiety. That's why a lot of people have trouble sleeping or trouble eating or overeating, you know, when you're in an imbalance, it's usually indicative of, um, you know, tension that you are, that you're absorbing and enduring uh, on a certain level. And I mean, tension 
you know, physical and mental tension are really hardly different at all. Um, you know, cause it, it all kind of stems from, you know, same way they say, you know, have good posture because it's like, Oh, it's a ripple effect thing. And you got to have like right. good mental posture as well in a sense. And uh, yeah. Um, like you gotta, you gotta, I don't know, make sure your habits are in place properly. You got to think about the longevity and the ripple effect. Yeah. Um, you can see this though in sacred sexuality too, when you see like and dates or right when you take a woman out on a first date and the worst thing that a guy can do to the female to, to, to the feminine it doesn't matter it let's just say the masculine because i know we're in this i don't give a shit i don't care who i offend let's just say a man's taking a woman out on a date right so uh a, a woman's like i hope this guy like sweeps me off my feet and makes all the decisions tonight i want to feel safe and have fun for once right the woman gets in the car, and the first thing the dude does is like, are you hungry? What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Oh, I don't care, sweetie. I just want you to have fun, whatever you want. And immediately, you can see the uncomfort from her already, right? Like, this is the stuff that happens inside you, too, as a person, right? You got the masculine, you know, that needs to initiate something and make decisions, and the feminine that can, like, uh, plant the seeds and beautify it and grow it right like i made the decision they go along with it make the best of it you know uh, it's kind of an old school way to look at it but it's definitely a, a, a natural thing and uh, i feel like if you come up to a place in your life where you don't know how to make a decision you need to talk to um, make a pa- i know it sounds crazy but make an imaginary like panel that you discuss with like i would say pick three really masculine people and three really feminine people and put these archetypes in your head and have them debate about the decision and make it for you. People that you look up to, you know, what would they say? It's chaos magic right there, man. Yep. What would they say? There's some real application there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like ritual magic and, um, and ceremonial magic, um, yeah, meditative disciplines, they really are if they're not if you're not trying to empty your head like certain meditations um then they're essentially just very disciplined thought experiments i mean that's why solomon called them experiments let us not forget so yeah important um uh like you know even though there are the rare instances you know you can talk about fortiana and the paranormal where things might project themselves and have uh, some sort of like surrealistic physical quality. But I mean, 99.9% of this stuff, when people are talking about ceremonial magic or visions or anything, you know, it's cerebral, it's getting into that altered state of conscious, that meditative space. Um, And that doesn't mean that, um, you know, that's even what's happening when you go out of body. And that doesn't mean that you're not uh, interacting with the physical on a different level potentially, but you know, it's not like, um, it's not like uh, you, you're summoning figures in front of you, for instance. It's a lot more intricate than that. Right. Although um, Stephen Skinner would uh, definitely, he, people do see them in like smoke and the incense and stuff. But uh, you know, it's funny too. When That's we talk more like psychedelia though. Right. You know it I mean? could be pareidolia too. But I will say this. Um, smoke is something. Incense smoke or smoke itself 
and fire is something uh, kind of like a portal to see subtle energy. I know it sounds freaking crazy, right? But when I went through um, chaos theory, man, uh, man, what <laughs> was that? Dynamics. Um, Rufus Opus's book on planetary magic. You know, a lot of times I would use my finger, and when I would get to a certain point, I used to do that magic all the time. But but when I would get to a certain point and point my finger wherever the it was funny wherever the incense smoke was going it would always at that point start swirling and like a fibonacci to my finger right because i i think there's something about smoke or incense that if you focus the energy enough it can pick up on the subtleness of it uh where even the stuff that we can't see i don't know like this is just there's something very hypnotic about something i'm thinking about here yeah as well and smoke and I mean, if you're a magician so. too, you kind of like you're in constant experimentation, and you're always having theories about stuff, anyway. So, you know. Well, yeah, that whole idea. I mean, that's what some people say. You know, the burning bush. Uh, some people think that um, Moses was burning an acacia bush, uh, which is rich in DMT, which is known to be in that landscape. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the idea of, it's certainly archetypal, the idea of um, smoke, uh, the chaos theory of smoke and the thermodynamics of it conveying latent patterns, like for divination, essentially. Same way with mirrors. There are definitely like, there are these archetypal divination motifs that have, you know, it's like playing cards, like tarot hasn't been around since the beginning of existence or anything, but, uh, and it doesn't seem like, um, you know, Egyptian priests were using tarot cards per se, but the whole idea of uh, gambling, you know, is like one of the oldest forms of divination. If you really think about it, especially archetypally. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's uh even if some of it comes across superstitious i mean again like sometimes it's just nice to flip a coin like sometimes getting out of uh your narrow-minded st- state of consciousness that you've like pigeonholed yourself into is what you need to move forward you know as einstein himself that said um you can't solve a problem in the same state of mind that you use to create it and i think that's so true you know i always re- remind myself of that yeah, right. And that's and the mindset of the magician right there, the mystic at the very least. You, I know you've seen that movie, No Country for Old Men, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, though. So he flips the coin for the gas station clerk and the girl in the end, right? And uh, mm-hmm. here's the cool, the cool part. The whole part of that whole movie, the whole um, precipice of this whole movie is how... Cr- it's not about the money or anything. It's how the mindset of the psychopath that's killing, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you know, you notice that, right? So uh, when he goes to the gas station clerk, this guy has no uh, belief system. He doesn't know of anything. And he really, and it shows that dynamic of how much, um, uh, how much power he has over that guy in that scene, you know, just by being crazy and then talking about flipping a coin and having him make a decision. He don't even know he's making a decision for his life. But in the end, when he gives the coin to the woman and he flips it and puts it on his knee and he says, heads or tails, you pick. And she's like, I'm not going to. Right. So we're calling full circle. He's, he gets kind of mad at her. So he starts losing his power. Right. He's like, pick. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, it ain't the coin that decides it's you. You know, but she, uh, 
as soon as he flipped it and said that, she goes, I knew you was crazy when I saw you. And I knew what was in for me, you know, when I saw you too. So she tapped into her intuition and just used the power of herself to say, no, you're, you can't cop out with that coin. You make the decision, take responsibility for it, regardless if it's heads or tails, you know. So I think that that's yeah. point of the that's po the point of the story too is like a crazy person will say, "Well, I flipped a coin, I can justify killing you." A sane person with a heart and a soul would be like, "Yeah, you can flip a coin to make a decision, but it's your responsibility regardless." You know. Absolutely, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, very poignant too. Um, very two face of you, you know, Batman, Harvey yeah. Dent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a. Uh, well, we're talking about coin flips. Let me let me pull up a quote here real quick. It's um, I'll probably just paraphrase it because it's a short quote. But there's a there's actually a quote by Two Face himself where he's talking about how the moon looks so beautiful, and it was a it was a silver dollar flipped by God that landed scarred side up. So he decided to make the world, and uh, he's uh, he's he's also saying it out uh, from a, a mental asylum. Uh, inside a mental asylum looking out at the moon. So it's from uh, Grant Morrison's Batman Arkham Asylum. That's one oh. of the greatest graphic novels of all time. Invisibles. You got, you haven't, when, wait till you read that one, then come back and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have to get around to Invisibles. See, that one's intimidating just because it's so big. Yeah. And like, I like having the comic books in my hand, but that requires a lot more money than digital comic books. So one day I'm just gonna have to break down and read the digital comics. I I reckon. Yeah, it's, I like oh, the yeah, come around because Grant Morrison not only put a lot of uh, hermetic principles and magic and all kinds of stuff and hit it in these big stories and in the Invisible, but also and he also inundated those stories with chaos magic for sure because he told us of some of those characters and those, some of those things that ended up happening to his character in the invisibles happened to him in real life you remember when he said yeah i want my girlfriend to look like this i want her to like this kind of music i want her to be cool right so he drew out this girl like he wanted to be his girlfriend but she ended up what he didn't specify was well is she crazy would she cheat on him he didn't specify any of that stuff so he ended up getting all these girls that looked the same like he drew in the comic book, but they were not a very good partner to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, Grant so. Morrison's got some fat. I've heard him talk about um, all, all those kinds of goings on uh, while he was writing The Invisibles. And it really is fascinating. He's a kooky dude, but in a great way. I, I'm a fan for sure. He's a fascinating guy. Um but uh yeah and there's definitely something to be said you know like i don't that's why i'm interested in chaos magic because i mean chaos magic is a, like a fancy term but it really just means that magic is not limited to uh what we know as standard traditional magic it those are the things those are the tried and true methods that work but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that works and that doesn't mean that it is in, in need of updates sometimes as well and tinkering and fine tuning, if you will. So, you know, and that, that's, you know, and that's a, you know, case in point, like what Grant Morrison was doing, he was really taking the, uh, the principles and seeing how far he could run with it. Yeah. Um, he gave himself like a lung disease. Yeah, the envelope, too, didn't he? Yeah. He was a little reckless yeah. uh, because he didn't, uh, he was, again, he was trying to push the envelope and I don't think he 
knew how far he could push it. And then I think he uh, bit off more than he could chew a couple times. But, I mean, he survived, and he's a fascinating dude for it. They just dropped that video, the exact video I'm talking about in the chat room. So if you guys get time, go listen to it. It's pretty cool. I mean, because he said if... if Oh, great, Morrison. Yeah, he said in that video, he said, if look, if we understand these magic principles, like he believes kind of like I do fundamentally, he said we can change the freaking world if if we really get down on this stuff, you know? Is that his lecture at DisinfoCon? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy in that. He's a great public speaker. Yeah, dude, he's awesome. Like, I think I emailed him once to come on the show, but I'm going to keep trying, right? You never know. Having yeah, one. man, you got to swing. You got to swing. You got to take a swing. We got a, little, we got a little bit more time left. What should we wrap up with, Joe? Oh, I don't know. Like, have a good weekend. Stay balanced. Um, you know, Happy Halloween season. Happy Halloween go season. Buy, coming up so go fast. Go buy a hunt manual. Yeah. Yeah. Check out divemind.net, you know. Donate um, to the station. Your boy. Yeah. Donate to the station. Donate. Um, Make a donation. Donate. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, for real, though. Um, you know, the fall is kind of, we we're talking about like the wilderness and shadow archetypes and stuff. Like, fall is the time where all the, the, uh, it's the classic time for uh, introspection and retrospection, and like it's you know all the leaves are falling off, everything is skeletal. Um, it uh, the the seasons in and of themselves are kind of hypnotic in their own way. You know they they carve out you know our dispositions towards the experiences. You know, um, uh, and we we shape our personalities a lot, even more than we think sometimes around those seasons. So yeah, you know, my favorite thing to do season of introspection. What was that? Is listen to typo negative and like do shadow <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's classic shadow work music. I'll, I like more heavier shadow work music, but you can't knock typo negative. Typo classic. negative, like Static X is good, or maybe some hard stuff, but Static X. <laughs> I love st- Static X, man. No, I'm not hating. I'm not. Uh, hating. I just didn't expect that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Slipknot, right? But yeah. if you want to listen to some dark stuff and work through your demons, especially as a dude. Listen to Typo Negative's Christian Woman song, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my favorite dark. album that I've been jamming lately is um, uh, Bummer by Cleopatric. I'm really liking that. It's like some uh, grimy stoner rock type stuff. But stoner rock, like like Black Keys, you know, like except a little edgier. Um, Cleopatric is good stuff. Oh, Black Keys is still a love of mine, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't even get me started about music at the end of the, uh, at the end of the show. Hours. I could go on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, make sure you guys go to, you know, sign up for Alex, buy a ticket, uh, to Alex's event, Manner of Death. All right. Um, you go, you can go to, uh, lighting the, not lighting the void, but fringe.fm, go to events, click on the, uh, Manner of Death pictures and, Go to his events. Five bucks, right? And uh, tune in on Halloween. Make sure you get tickets to the event in February. Get the hunt manual. Donate to the station. Donate to the station. Donate to the station. By the way, you don't. Oh, yeah. you, you can use, uh, if you don't like PayPal, and uh, I'm starting to hate PayPal because all these new IRS 
government bullshit things. You can use Cash App or Vimeo or what Vimeo, Venmo, whatever you want. And um, if you want, uh, tune in to uh, Melissa Martell's uh, ch- uh, YouTube channel, uh, the Deprogrammed Podcast. I'm going to be on there live uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. And it's also going to double as, um, you know, like a recorded podcast. It'll show up on Apple and whatnot. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, tune in if you like. You're going to talk about Halloween stuff. It's going to get real demonological. She can't come on Lighting the Void. She stood me up twice. She gets no pass. But I'll she go has it. a child, Joe, I don't that care. she lives don't with care. on a regular basis. So you got to cut a mama some slack. I don't Joe. care. Come on. I don't care. <laughs> Bring your kid on the show. What would with your you. divine feminine say, Joe? My divine feminine would turn into an evil bitch. <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's one, you know, I usually give people three strikes, actually. And on the third one, it's like, okay, I don't care if you got six children. You're standing me up. Three sure. is a good, safe magic number. It's, 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 uh, I think three chances is, is a, a good call in general. And I don't know if I want to do guests on the show me. anymore. I'm, I'm, we're going to figure some stuff out, actually. I think guests are a good, like, secondary thing, but it's hard to rely on guests sometimes. It's, it's just yeah of people and there's a lot going on adds a whole lot of variables well we love so, you yeah. you guys have a good weekend and we love uh, our guests and listeners y'all take care i love happy uh, halloween i'd love to find the the outro music i forgot to cue it up do 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 here we'll just we'll just do this do 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 that's all folks good night y'all sweet dreams woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. 
They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.